This is the Pastor and the Guy Next Door, podcast number six. Good evening. I'm your host, Pastor Simon Chapel, and the other handsome fellow is my next-door neighbor, Bill Wall. Join us as we relax around a campfire in Bill's backyard. Our topic of conversation this evening was retirement. We talked long enough that we're splitting this conversation over two podcast episodes. This is part one. All right, we are live. Live around the campfire. Busy. Busy. Yes, we're very busy. Being retired, my wife and I were going to watch a movie tonight, or so she thought. But then she says, oh, tonight you're busy. Now, how many people out there, you folks, could be busy sitting around the fireside, having a line in Google, talking? Well, I guess if you want to do that, the first thing you have to do is you got to live next door to a pastor. That's number one. And Definitely all, recommended, yes. And it's also recommended that he have an English accent. Well, what's left of it, but yes. Jolly well, good. You Jolly still good. got a lot of it there. <laughs> you know, it's just the Midwestern is slowly creeping in. Oh, there's you. definitely plenty of Wisconsin in it. Oh. You must have come over here and thought, what are you folks talking about? Yeah, uh, although the Midwest has the the mildest of the the American accents, that's why so many um, phone centers are based in Wisconsin and Iowa, because the people here have the most understandable accents to the rest of the United States. Oh, and I thought maybe it was just because we're hardworking folks. Well, there is that as well, but. Uh, the the accent is a is a huge part of that. Never it's, looked at it that way. Because I, I imagine you don't want to put a a phone center down south. How y'all doing? Oh yeah. <laughs> y'all down there they say y'all. Up here we say you guys or us guys. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, I picked up on that. What do you say in England? You don't say y'all. No. Uh, you know, I'm drawing a blank on that. It's been 25 years, well, Bill. <laughs> all right. I'll give you a pass. Oh, thank you. But retirement. Yes. Seems like all my buddies are retiring, and I beat some of them to the finish line. Not that I have hordes of wealth, but I have hordes of wealth in other respects. Sanity. And, and you have a, a British neighbor. That's right. Yes. That's a, that's a wealth in itself. Plus a pastor. Right there. We're busy. We're busy right now. We Oh, we're very busy. Yes. <laughs> we're working hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, today was a 18-mile bike ride. That's awesome. I mowed the church. <laughs> but that's up and down a hill. We were on a uh, an old railroad track, four percent grade. 
Yeah, the, the hill's not too bad at the church. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit, but it's not too bad. It was pretty hot. It was. You don't have a lot of shade around that church. Uh, we don't. And so uh, you're sitting next to a still fairly warm pastor. So. Well, you know, you're right next to the, the, the highway, too, and that's all concrete, so that will absorb some heat. So I'm, I'm very glad that uh, this is a audio-only podcast because I'm a little disheveled. Yeah, you know, I did shower myself, but we smell good. <laughs> Except no. the fire, you get that smoky yeah. flavor, but that's all right. I'm being memorized. So how long have you been retired now? Is it six months? No, seven now. What, what, what are you saying was your actual final date? Was it the, the final day that you had the store open? Yes. Okay. But, you know, for... Tech, Which I should remember, because I was your very last customer. You were the last guy in the store. We wanted yeah. to close at 3 o'clock. And you, you couldn't throw it. me out. I was no. just staying there. Big. <laughs> Plus, you were there till like, quarter after 3, 3 o'clock. And I was, I was done. <laughs> then we had to do the book work to close it up, make sure all the pennies added up. Done. I'm still getting letters. Emails. You know, I emailed all my sales reps, all my companies, oh, retired, and I still get emails from them, so now I mark them as spam. <laughs> it's amazing how many emails you don't get. You know what I miss is going to the post office in the morning. You'd be surprised at the characters at the post office every no. morning at 9 o'clock. Are you referring to the staff or their other customers? The other customers. Okay. I was thinking maybe a combination of the oh, two. Oh, yeah. There's this one person. She, this person complains if she gets mail. She complains if she, if she doesn't get mail. So I called her on it one day. You get upset if you do and you get upset if you don't. What do you want? Ba, 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 ba. All right. I guess that's that answer. One of my favorite uh, postal servants at the desk is retiring. Tomorrow is the last day for the guy. Oh. I'm going to have to just go in there. Oh, yeah. Say adios. If I don't forget, I get too busy fishing or something. I may just do that tomorrow. Get up early before the sun rises. I get my coffee ready to go. Just push the button, throw everything in the van, head out to Governor Dodge State Park. So, do you have a specific fishing? place that you like? Yes, I'm right off the, the pier, the dock okay. at uh, Twin Valley. It's not about catching the fish. You know, I catch fish, but I throw them back. Let them go out to fight another day. So you more kind of borrow them. Yeah, yeah. it's the thrill. Thinking, oh, there's another stupid fish. You know what I'll never figure out is worms are not generally in the water, but they absolutely love them. It's a delicacy for these fish. Maybe because it's, it's very hard for them to find it. Well, I mean, think about humans. There are humans, there are humans that will do crazy things for delicacies. Yeah, look at some of these game shows. Yeah. Price is right. Well, that sounds like a good thing to do on a retirement. So, sitting around the fire tonight, fishing tomorrow, you're going to get a lot of sympathy mail. I think I am. <laughs> now we have a postal survey coming up to our... Except I may get hate mail from your bride saying, 
you uh, you stole my husband away, and I couldn't have a movie night with him. Oh, she had all kinds of fun okay. with me today on the bike trail. <laughs> Except I would get too far ahead of her, and then she got upset. <laughs> Says I couldn't see you for three miles. Pedal faster. <laughs> all right, maybe we should uh, also have a a session on relationship counseling as well. Well, you're the pastor. Uh, we'll save that for another time. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So how's your uh, sermon coming for my daughter's wedding? Is that what you call it, a sermon? Uh, or is there a technical term for wedding sermons? Well, theoretically, it is a sermon. I believe it's generally either called a homily or a message. Mm. It, either way, it's a, it's a sermon. Yeah. Uh, it's about half done. I checked the weather today. 82 right now. High of 82. And percentage shots of rain? Well, that's a bit far out, really, to trust oh, that there are percentage yeah. shots. Is, but. Well, it's been, like, I think 80... Well, I'll bring 86. an umbrella. So, either way, we'll get them married and declare them good. Yeah. Doesn't matter how much rain. Well, you're going to be underneath the little... Uh, oh, do I get some shade? And you get shade, you get the oh. little shot. Oh! We'll even have you know, coolers of water. Oh, that's right. Yep, we talked about that last time. Outside by the, in the vineyard. Three o'clock. It'll be interesting to see if my grandson walks up the aisle. <laughs> Can't practice with him because he's on the other side of the state. But I guess if he runs up the aisle, that's that. Well, you know, small children, when they when they do things like that, everybody actually thinks it's cute. It's like that's right. At, at church. Uh, we, we haven't done one in a couple of years, but back when we used to do uh, Christmas plays more often, or, or even Easter, or any kind of play, my wife would be like, oh no, they're going to do this or that or the other. I go, that's part of the cuteness of it all. That's right. Everybody laughs and makes them feel good. You know, two or three-year-old kids, they they forget their lines. They just stand there looking cute. and It's, it's just adorable. And when it comes to singing, generally you hear the Sunday school teacher Singing. Much more than the children. Yes. yes. Yep. Right. And you know what? Nobody's embarrassed about that because that always happens. Oh, sure. <laughs> Every year. Oh. Yeah, it's just the way it is. What does that have to do with retirement? Uh, nothing. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, all right, so let's get back to retirement. Uh, so fishing, bike riding, what other hobbies are you uh, planning to enjoy? Dodging a lot of committees. Oh, always a good one. I approve of that. Seems like when you're retired, everybody wants you on a committee. We want to use your talent. It's the price of being so popular, Bill. It's the price, you know, it's just the price of having a retail store, and everybody knows who you are. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to stay uh, anonymous. You should have just opened some kind of internet. Um, store and then nobody would know who you are. Better do a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Except everybody knows who we are, so. Yeah, that's true. But that's okay. I thought it has a nice glow to it. It does. And it'll get nicer. Oh, indeed. Well, getting back to fishing, I uh, sit on the end of the pier in my umbrella chair, navy blue at that. On the way out of town, I stop and get a big cup of coffee from Quick Trip. 
get all settled in, and then I just throw out the line from my ultralight. If I catch something, fine. If I don't, well, then I'll reel it in and throw it again. Once in a while, the, the old fish, they, they steal the worms on me. Uh. Take the bobber down, and off they go with the worm. Sneaky. Yes. Once in a while, you, you'll find a deer walk down to the lake and get a drink. Watch the sun come up and the steam off the lake. Oh, yeah. That, that is nice. so pretty. Relaxing. Make sure don't miss deadlines. Tax deadlines. and Deadlines to to get screen printing projects done. But now I am helping the people that did buy the business, the screen printing business. True, but the deadlines are their deadlines. Correct. You're, you're just this nice guy who's helping. Yeah, and reminding them to keep an eye on supplies and letting them know what they should, what screen they should use and right down the line. It's fun. It, you know, it's so much fun for me. Right, because you, you now just get to do the the fun bit, which is printing things. They they they, oh, per, they purchase all the stress from you. That's right. <laughs> when you buy a business, you don't buy the business, you buy the stress. Yes. And the, the goodwill and the, the customer list and all that, but yep. mostly the stress. Oh, yeah. yeah, a lot of stress. <laughs> you know, when I started the store in 78, 25 years old, I would be there 9 o'clock. Well, that soon went to 8.30. Then a couple years later, went to 8 o'clock, and we opened at 9. Hours didn't change. And next thing you know, it was 7.30. For the last 15 years, it was 7.30. Sometimes earlier, depending on the, uh, the book work. And then, you know, you have to register things online, and everybody has a different online... Oh, yeah. What do you call those? Uh, venues or whatever, and you got to deal with that. There, there are times where online is just absolutely wonderful, and it saves you just an amazing amount of time. And you're like, oh, thank goodness for the internet. And then there's other times where you're like, really, has anybody actually used this system? Because this is making me mad. Oh yeah, yeah. But that has nothing to do with retirement either. That's a conversation for another day. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know, just the purchasing of product online a picture is not what the garment is true and a lot of websites don't have good pictures oh no they um, don't one of the one of the things i will say about land's end is they did at least hopefully still do but back when i was there they they took great care to make sure that the the pictures were actually helpful to people buying the the item well, the color, the true color of a garment is... is they put a lot of effort into the, the uh, color fidelity. So that I will say for them. There, there, there were other things I could, I could rant about, but they were very good with the, the item pictures and the color fidelity. Mm-hmm. Not so much for that. Yeah, That's that had nothing to do with retirement I know, there's, I know there's a lot of people that like to retire so they don't have to go back to work there. <laughs> but well, it's like anything. It's, it's a job is what you make it. You know, I, I miss parts of, of being there and, and there's other parts that I don't miss. Uh, when I think back the various places I've worked, 
I miss a lot of former co-workers. Oh, yeah, the people. is Like my buddy from the post office. Right. There are some great people out there, and it, it was fun to work with them. And Oh, yeah. It makes the day go fast, and you have fun, and you forget about the bad things that happen. Yep. I was just hanging out with some former co-workers uh, last weekend. Uh, I worked with them at American Family over the Upper East Side on in Madison. Uh, they were Indian. Okay. And uh, they bought a house, so we were invited to the housewarming party, which was very nice. Um, they served some really nice Indian food, so that was really nice. Is that spicy? Uh, they had, well, they had a mix of spicy, not so spicy. Uh, I've eaten a lot of Indian food in my time, so I, I asked uh, Surya, I said, which is the spicy one? He said, this one. I think that's the one I'm going to have then. Did you <laughs> ever spend, when your father was in the Navy, any time in India? No, no. But there are many Indian restaurants in England. Uh, I would say that in the same way that there are many... Uh, Mexican restaurants in this country. Every reasonable sized town has one or two Mexican restaurants. It's pretty much the same in England. The, the smallest towns will have an Indian restaurant, even if it's only uh, takeout. Uh, they'll have they'll have an Indian restaurant. Uh, the, the British they love curry. Hmm. But no, this isn't like a Taco John's. Or... No, no, no. These are real Indian restaurants serving real Indian food cooked by real Indian people. Family restaurants, family businesses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even know if there are any chains of. Yeah. You know that's a good point. Now that I think about it, I I don't. Well, maybe there are, but I can't think of ever seeing an Indian restaurant that was like a chain. They're all they're all family. You get to know the individual people there. There's, there's the guy and his wife and their children. Yeah. And, much. and maybe some some other relatives if if business is going really well. Are they twenty four seven? Generally not. I, maybe in the bigger cities, but places where I've lived, no, they 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 stay open till you know midnight, sometimes one o'clock, and they won't. But they won't open till like four p.m. Right. Especially the takeout places. But I think they'd like to retire. Um, some days, yes. Some days, no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, for some of them, moving to England is kind of like a a semi-retirement. A bit like me. I mean, when you when you said retirement, I'm like, okay, so I'm I'm younger than than you and I still get up in the morning and go and go work a job, but I'm old. under some definitions, you could almost describe me as semi-retired. I mean, I drive a school bus. That's what retired people do. Yes, um, but not this one. <laughs> True. Uh, I'll talk you into it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> It'd uh, cramp your fishing style, wouldn't it? That and my biking style yeah. and other yeah. things that I haven't Watch your movies got. with your wife's style. Well, except yeah. when I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling so guilty about this. Oh, don't. You're the I pastor. <laughs> That's a nice fire. Boy, that is nice aged wood. It is. Yeah, we're going to have fun working our way through that. Oh, we bet. There's a lot of it there. That's right. Our uh, our adoring fans need plenty more podcasts. Yes. 
Did you notice I cut a limb off the tree? And I... In doing so, I put a gash in my thumb. Oh, I regret I did not see either. Well, it was, it was lingering over our shoulders. Oh, okay, now I, I see the... Uh, the white stub yep. there. And, and where's your thumb? Right there. Thankfully, there's more than a stub. Oh, that's now, a... Now it looks like a smile without dentures. <laughs> yeah. Before, it was look, looked like the Grand Canyon, so I went to Grawl Greens, and I got some Neosporin, and... Yeah. You know, now they got this super glue that you put it... You know, we used to have mercuricome and iodine that were... And it stung. Mercuricum wasn't as bad. Iodine was absolute. Oh, that stings like, goodness gracious like, me. Yeah. Like a bleep. <laughs> like, yes, yes, don't say it. I'll have to bleep it out. I well, haven't figured yeah, out that. It, yeah. it stings like a bleep. <laughs> yes, please self-censor. Yes. So, uh, you know, this little it's clear skin or something was a Walgreens special. So I, and a little dabber and a little brush, I just crossed it and that did sting a little bit because it got down into the Grand Canyon <laughs> but those little trimming uh, saws you know they got big teeth and mm-hmm. um, of course I was thinking about something else of course being retired and all my mind just wanders now but it always did wander because I was two, thinking about two or three things multitasking and I'm really bad at multitasking people are there there have been uh, psychological studies people are cannot actually multitask. Yeah. You know what I feel guilty about is getting up in the morning, not getting up in the morning, I'm glad I do that, otherwise we yeah. wouldn't be here. True. The and, alternative is worse. Right, right. And just kind of thinking, I don't really have to be anywhere. Up at five, you know, getting my exercise in, jump in the shower, off to work. Now I'm just up, exercise, shower, coffee, sit on the deck, Listen to the uh, morning doves. That's a cool sound. I love the way they, they coo. One sound I really miss is uh, is the sound of loons in Min- oh, northern okay. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. When Lisa and I would go visit her parents in now then Minnesota. They lived in the country, you know, by some close near some lakes. Not on a lake, lakes, but near them. And you would hear the loons in the morning. I thought, oh, man, that is cool. It's just like like a hams commercial. <laughs> you know what a hams is? No. Hams is a beer. Oh, okay. You were, you were asking the pastor about beer. So, well, yeah. that's true. Okay. <laughs> but you know, the fryers, they like their ale. Fire Tuck did from, from uh, true. Robin Hood. True. And he was from your neck of the woods. Well, a little bit more north of where I came from, but yes. England's not that big. True. It's about the size of New Jersey, isn't it? I don't remember. Oh, no, it's bigger than New Jersey. I do do remember seeing a statistic somewhere that if you took the surface area of... I don't know if it was the whole of the UK or just England... uh, and put it in with a ranking of the size of U.S. states, England would be the 28th largest state, something like that. Well, nothing's going to beat Alaska and Texas. Well, that's that's true. Well, Alaska's so big, I hear that one of the things they like to do to annoy the Texans is suggest cutting Alaska in half and making two states, and then Texas will be the third largest state. <laughs> And I've, I've known some Texans that, yeah, I would say that to them as well, just to cut them down to size. But isn't it also the least populated state? 
Alaska, yeah, pretty much. And it, it has a, a woeful shortage of women. So if, uh, if any ladies listen to this and you really are having trouble getting a date, move to Alaska. Lots of guys. Yep. Take your fur coat with you. That or well, find the true. guy that'll get you one. You'll be wearing caribou. <laughs> and you have to learn how to cook caribou, too, because there's a bunch of them up there. Are there any special secrets to cooking caribou? I mean, do you I've just, never do you just it. treat it like meat and, you know? I would imagine just like moose or deer. Not yeah. that I've ever eaten moose, but I have eaten venison, deer, a lot of sausage. Have you ever seen any of these Discover Alaska wilderness shows on Discovery Channel and places like that? Maybe caught one or two now and then. Now, these guys go off the grid, and they live... In Alaska, but they, they hunt, and if they don't get any any caribou for the winter, then they starve. <laughs> yeah. So they hunt. But my the, understanding is there's a lot of them up there. Though. Oh, there the, are the herds caribou. Of yes. You know, people were asking me, "Are you going to go travel in vacation?" Well. Thought hasn't crossed my mind yet. Been kind of busy. <laughs> Weddings and that's true. Visits to Michigan. Well, now we got somebody in trouble. Won't they, sirens? I promise it wasn't me. Well, what it was do you mean? Probably that 151 of YZ. Oh man, that thing's that junction is crazy. Well, you know what else is bad is. Uh, coming or leaving town if you don't have one of those little mirrors that can see your blind yeah. side I yeah I went through that junction just a couple of days ago and it was spicy let's just put it that way oh yeah yeah it, it's not a real uh, yeah that that was not well done so I think the DOT have did not do well with their planning of this particular season's worth of I mean, they've got, uh, there's, there's so much construction, there's so many things closed at once, there's, uh, it, it just has not gone well, and there's been so many accidents at some of the uh, places where people are trying to sneak or get out of town and take a shortcut to avoid the, the official detours. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the um, Caesars Palace in Las Vegas... Which, well, I've heard of it. Okay, well, at least I had to go there for a market. That's where we, you know, for oh, okay. years we went there for market. And the last thing you want to hear after nine, ten hours of looking at clothing and trying to to fill your store with product and merchandise is the dinging and the commotion of a casino. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I tell you what, headaches and headaches. Well, anyway, there's Caesar's Palace. A lot of entryways, these moving sidewalks will take you in and then try to find your way out. Impossible. I think there's one exit and it's not marked very well. Well, they don't want you to go out. Oh, they no, want not you to all. come in. Yeah. They, they want to make it easy to go in. And yeah. I stayed there once, Caesar's Palace, and I was uh, going up the elevator and I ran into George Burns. Okay. You know who George Burns is? He's like yes. one of the 
He's passed on now, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he looked like he was passed on for a pretty good amount of the end of his life, but well, anyway. exactly. But uh, anyway, he had two of his bodyguards. George, I think, was in his 90s at the time. And this was back in the 80s, early 80s. So I jumped, I saw George Burns. I extended my hand to him. I said, George Burns, how are you? He thought I was one of his lost buddies. And he said, hey, how are you? With a cigar hanging out of his mouth. And we jumped in the elevator together with his bodyguards. One was in his late 70s and the other one in his early 80s. And George is in his 90s. And I said, well, George, I'd get your autograph if I had a, something to write on. And he said, I can't help you there. I said, oh, wait a minute. I got this piece of paper. So I gave him a piece of paper. And he said, no, I don't have a pen. While his 80-year-old bodyguard pulled out a nice gold pen. Uh, and George, being 90-some years old, in a moving elevator, autographed this uh, piece of paper for me. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I was amazed. Just totally amazed. No more of that. No more George. Well, true. He's a guy that never retired. He always did his show at Caesar's Palace. We know a lot of pastors don't retire. They, because uh, you know, there's no heavy lifting. True. Uh, so generally, the retirement date and the day they stop preaching, uh, because they're dead, is one and the same. Well, you cut back on your schedule, though. Well, true. If you have an assistant, maybe you, uh, you you let them do more of the preaching. But they call it being an intern. <laughs> <laughs> well, our organization. Uh, they, they generally take on the title of bishop. Right? So you let somebody else be the pastor, which means they inherit all the stress. So, oh, let me see, this this person needs some counseling. Oh, the pastor will take care of that. Uh, the bishop feels like preaching today. Okay, well, I just, so yeah, the pastor has to say, yes, bishop, and, and let him do it. So that's that's what our uh, senior ministers tend to do. So they, they just do the bits that are fun and leave the bits that aren't fun. Well, yes, and since you're guy. retired, now you're, you have words of wisdom. You can always recall your failures. True. And you know what's interesting is the whole string of failures that make you successful. Well, that's very true because everybody is the sum of all of the decisions and circumstances that they faced up to that point in time. And hopefully you don't make any major failures that are going to put you under. Well, that's true. Banks don't like that. <laughs> no, no, true. But, uh... I remember, um, the Kiwanis had, Lisa and I talk about retirement, and I said, well, I will entertain any questions. And I said to them, I don't care how stupid they are, I'll entertain them. If they're really stupid, I won't answer them. <laughs> and I'll tell you they are. One guy asked me, how did you take care of your health insurance? And I just said, well, look at Lisa, look at me. We're, we're healthy. We can't afford to get sick. So we yeah. led a healthy lifestyle. It's like a, um, you know, Bob down at uh, Edward Jones, that's where we have our retirement stuff. So I, I have some life insurance. He was trying to sell me more, and I said, well, Bob, 
think I'm going to pass on that right now. My, uh, my current plan for the majority of my life insurance is just not dying. Yeah, that's a good plan. <laughs> that's it. That's the plan I can afford. That's the one I'm going with. And staying healthy. I'll try to. Yeah, I need to. But being a minister, you don't drink and smoke. True. Unlike some of the Jesuits that taught me in high school and Marinols <laughs> that taught me at college. Now, the Sisters of Notre Dame that taught me in elementary school were not like that. I'm sure they weren't. But then again, we were... Fine, not... upstanding young ladies. Right. But then again, in elementary and middle school, you don't know much of that stuff. We did not back in the 50s and 60s anyway. But once we got to high school and the Jesuits got a hold of us, that was a different deal. <laughs> Is that a conversation for another day as That's well? That's another conversation. All right. High school years. Right, back, to, back to retirement. Yes. What other What other hobbies are you looking forward to either taking back up or just having more time to enjoy? Well, I'm trying to learn how to play the baritone ukulele. Now, that's a story. As, as one does. As, as Yeah, most retired people want to pick that up and do that. Um, do you have said I, baritone I, ukulele? I have a baritone ukulele given to me by my grandfather when I was... I don't know, sixth grade. That's awesome. I always I kept it and I put it so in the... So four strings, right? Four strings. Okay. And I used it as a prop in the window of the store for summertime things, you know, like Hawaiian shirts, shorts, polo shirts, and all, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I had it for years and years and years. And then one day this gentleman was in the store and he pulled it out of the window and said, I can make this look like it's brand new. I said, really? He said, yeah. So I said, yeah, have at it. And I didn't know anything about the baritone ukulele. I, I got a book with it when I was in 6th grade, 7th grade. So is it bigger than the average ukulele? It's the biggest ukulele there is. Okay. And the, co- and the strings on the baritone ukulele are the four high strings on a guitar, okay. which is D, G, B, and E. Same as on the guitar, but I don't know what the other two strings in the guitar are. So anyway, yeah, I don't um, either. I told my uh, my physician that on my annual checkup. I've had two annual checkups. For years, I'd never had a. a I, I haven't either. My wife is currently pestering me to get one at some point during the summer. Oh, my wife was pestering me too, and I finally gave in after 17, 18, 19 years. I went to the doctors. And they said, oh, you're fine. I said, I told you. <laughs> told you I was fine. Well, now I know. Well, are you going to sleep better at night? Yes, good. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, he said, uh, yeah, keep on doing that. Learn how to play that uh, ukulele because that's good for finger dexterity. Oh, I imagine it would be, yes. And he... And keeping the brain sharp. Right, right. So I'm learning the ABC chords, A chord, B, C, right down the line. Now, I I have eclectic taste in music, and maybe I should issue an understatement alert there. Uh, But one of the things I like is cover songs, but cover songs done in a, a way that is very different than the original, not just a group trying to sound like the original group that did it, but a very a, a very different take and so I have a on on YouTube I use YouTube as my uh, mu- 
music player. And so I, I have a, a whole playlist of, of different songs uh, where I've, I've saved them to the playlist. And a number of them are versions of songs played by people on ukuleles. A baritone ukuleles? Because uh, well, there's like the different, five... different ukuleles, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, one of them is of a ukulele orchestra, so I suspect that at least one or two of those, because there were like a dozen people, so I suspect that at least one or two of those were probably baritone. Oh, sure. Um, but I was amazed at just how good a, a skillful ukulele player can sound. Well, you get 12 of them together, and the different tone levels of all of them yeah it's sure but e- even even some of the ones where it's just one guy playing you know so for instance one of them is uh, uh, Quark's Strangeness and Charm by Hawkwind and there's one guy playing that on a ukulele and it's like you know that was much much better than I feared it might have been it was but, actually quite good but- and I was listening, you know, I, I go on YouTube also, and I... I don't know how many pastors actually admit to listening to Hawkwind songs, but oh, this one does. don't worry about the pastors, you know, guys that wear the collar, the <laughs> Jesuits and the Marinoles, they got your back. <laughs> um, Norwegian Wood by the Beatles, a guy did that on the baritone ukulele. Okay. And Day Tripper. Yeah, that one I've heard of. Day Tripper, but not Norwegian yeah, Wood. Correct. That's off the Rubber Soul album. I believe you. I have it. Okay. Of course you do. Of course, yeah. I think I have all the Beatle albums. That's another thing I'm going to do in retirement, is listen to all my albums again. Vinyl? Yes. Do you still have a turntable? Yes. Very good. Now I hear vinyl's coming back. And tape. Tape is coming back. Tape? The, 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 the cassette tape. Uh, where people are going to play them, I don't know, because all the new cars don't have You're tape right. players in them. I remember the real to reels They looked like the old computers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm not quite old enough that I use those, but I am old enough that I used to record songs off the radio by putting my tape recorder next to the radio when the song came on that I liked. Press, uh, no, I would just put it right next to the radio. I would press record... And you had to try to press stop before the uh, the DJ started talking over it. I did that also. Yeah. So that's how old I am. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Is that called piracy? Uh, these days, I think it's called piracy. Back then, it was called... That was the, whole, the only way I could afford to listen to any music. Oh, exactly. Me too. Well, and the thing is, they added... Okay, so... After I found out that they add a piracy fee to the price of the cassette tapes, or, you know, you used to buy them like C60s or C90s, they would add a fee to that to cover the cost of piracy because they knew that people were doing this. Oh, sure. And so I didn't feel bad at that point. So, okay, they're already charging me to record stuff off the radio, so I'm just going to do it. I remember buying what was called... 45s. Now, what this has to do with retirement, I have no idea. <laughs> well, you're, you're talking about the fact that during your retirement, you're going to listen to your, yes. ra- your records again. Yes. So and we're on is, topic. And I guess I'm old, <laughs> and I remember 45s. You would buy mm-hmm. them for 99 cents at Frank's Rexall Drug. They would have the top 40. Okay. And it would be 
the number one song, and on the flip side, it would have another song yep, from the, the by the same group. Yep. Well, I remember 45s. Um, I remember buying my first single. I remember buying my first album. Um, so, of course, the, the albums are 33 and a third. Yep. Rev, uh, Revolution. Revolution per minute. Yes. Uh, the, the singles were 45s. Unless yep. you got a... Some of the 12-inch singles were 45 and some were 33 and a third. And then there were 78s. Yes, there were. And those before the 45s. Yep. And those were a different kind of plastic, a real heavy plastic. You know, I don't think I ever saw any 78s, but my parents had a music player that had 78 and 16. Whoa, that's what I never heard of that. Yeah. It must be a European that, thing. That's, that was really... England thing. Yeah, I don't think my parents had... I don't think my parents had any 78s, but they had... They had some old 45s. My mother had some original Beatles singles. Oh, yeah, I did too. Yep. And, of course, every Gordon Lightfoot album that he'd ever released. Oh. I think my mom had a bit of a crush on uh, Gordon on Lightfoot. Gordon. Yeah. Talked about the Edmund Fitzgerald going down. Oh, yeah, I've heard the Edmund Fitzgerald since back when I was a lad before I'd even thought about ever coming to America. Know where Lake Superior was. I had no idea, but I knew the song. <laughs> well, you know what they had all those shipbuilding companies up there is that's where they grabbed all the pine trees so they could make the masks. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so you can listen to your, your music. Uh, do I remember previously you talked about photography? You uh, Oh yeah 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 I do have a camera. Are you gonna photograph things? Yep. You know, with the camera though, it's or the phone. It's you probably don't want to ask me to be your model for photog your photography. I hope career. you don't take this the wrong way, but you are correct. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I, I don't do the lovely thing. <laughs> <laughs> no cheesecake from you. <laughs> I am designed to be behind the camera, not in front of it. Yeah, I. Um, that's why we have. You and I both have looks and bodies for podcasting. Absolutely. Or as a, uh, I've heard it said, a face for radio. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like well, we shouldn't say too much of this. I, I did put on our just podcast page that we're a couple of handsome guys, so maybe we should s stop beating ourselves up here. Well, you know, you can go to hell for lying too, Pastor. That's just like stealing. Well, our wives <laughs> married us, so we can't be too bad. Well, okay. And neither one of... Well, Lisa's wearing glasses now. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't when they first met us. That's true. Although it's, it is possible, I can see, that uh, I overwhelmed my wife with my wonderful English accent. And she just, As you are she, our listeners. At, uh, well, with what's left of it, yes. Uh, but she, she got it at full strength, and uh, I think she, she just married the accent and accepted that the strange guy came with it. <laughs> <laughs> it she was just wrote it. She just wrote it off as culture. Yeah, it's a package deal. You want yeah. the accent? Everything else comes with it. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hanging out with us around the fire. 